Coming up on this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, we are doing our year in review and a few things we've missed. We're going to talk all the little bits and pieces that may have fallen off the radar of the topics we've already covered. We've got a few extra to throw on top and the single biggest announcement in the history of this program. Matt's big face on webcam. Stay tuned. Goldilocks Show is going to start for you right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 38, recorded January 7th, 2016. A year in review and what we missed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, uh, the podcast that can and will talk about literally anything. I'm Sean Jenks, joined as always by the co-host with the most, um, the man who's the original Eminem, Matt Mariani. How are we doing today, Mr. Sean? I'm I'm thrilled to be here, Matt. This is it's been a while since it was just the two of us, or at least it feels that way. We're we're going old yeah. school tonight. We are just the two of Not us. Not that I don't it's love D and D. I love D and D, but you know you can't can't beat the original. It's the original. You know we're like Mountain Dew. D and D is like Baja Blast. It's great when you go to Taco Bell, but really you just want Mountain Dew. Sometimes you just need Mountain Dew. Sometimes you sometimes just need you just need sometimes you just need Pepsi, and not Pepsi One. Right, exactly. We're the original, full-flavored... Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> crystal Pe- I just need some Crystal Pepsi. I don't know where to find it. We're very transparent, put it that way. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Pepsi Blue? You remember Pepsi Blue? I don't remember Pepsi Blue. That was a little short-lived. I remember Pepsi Lime. Oh, I liked Pepsi Lime. I loved Pepsi Lime, and they don't... When I go to, like, um, when I go to restaurants, sometimes I'll ask them to put a lime in my Pepsi. Or Pepsi Twist? Pepsi Twist, Pepsi was, Twist good. was great too. They, all these things disappeared to make way for, I don't even know. They haven't really innovated lately. I, no, I haven't. I don't see too many they've new. They've done Pepsi a lot. Products. They've done a lot with the real sugar stuff. Yeah, cane sugar. And they real. do. They have vanilla and cherry, but it's with real sugar, and it is different from the regular yeah. Pepsi vanilla and uh, wild cherry Pepsi. Uh, Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper had the best cherry flavor of all time. Oh, and it's, it's like it's still good. Chocolate Chocolate cherry. Oh, oh wait, hang oh. on. Are you talking about like the vanilla chocolate cherry? Yeah, doctor- it was oh, like that drink- stuff was gross. It was like drinking oh. a Tootsie Roll. That's the best way I could but describe. But nobody it. wants that. I nobody want. I would, wants I would, that. I would buy it. Oh, good oh, stuff. I'm just nauseous thinking about it. Yeah, that was. I remember um, Sierra Mist did one with orange in it for a little while. That was really good. Hmm. I think it was like a tie-in with a movie. It was for a very short time. I love limited-time sodas. Now, uh, speaking of limited-time sodas, uh, have you ever picked up the Holiday, I think it was a ho- called Holiday Spice, Pepsi's Holiday Spice? No, but I've read about it. That was really good, from what I remember. I, I think the last time I had it, I was in middle school, but well, I know- they haven't done it in a really long time. Well, if you're going for but- Holiday Sodas, my go-to is the cr- uh, Cranberry Sierra Mist. Yeah, yeah, me too. Which is a classic. And then, do you remember Pepsi Jazz? Yeah, I remember Pepsi Jazz. Pepsi I never Jazz. had it, but and I remember the... when it was out. God, yeah, so good. So Old-timey good. sodas. But we're not just here to talk about sodas, although we could do a whole uh, episode on sodas. Um, and maybe we will. Instead, we, we really need to do... Uh, Matt, are you a Coke or a Pepsi guy? I get asked this question a lot, Sean. Do, do you? you? More than you might expect, strangely <laughs> enough. And I'm never really prepared to answer it. 
I think uh, the best way I could describe it is that it depends it depends on the mood. Mm-hmm. Generally, I will say generally, I'm a Pepsi guy. Okay. More often than not, if I had two of them in front of me, yes, and I knew which both of them were, it wasn't yes. some kind of wacky challenge. Yep. I go for the Pepsi every okay. time. Now, if All you right? only had to drink one for the rest of your life and could never drink the other, which would you choose? Pepsi. Okay. I would go, I would go with Pepsi. All right. Um, however, I don't really care for Diet Pepsi. No, no, Diet Coke. Or Coke's a Diet better. Coke guy. Yeah. See, Diet Coke, regular Pepsi. Yeah. That's that's the idea. I don't comp. think Pepsi plays it. Because Pepsi is a sweeter drink, it doesn't play as well with the artificial sugar. That's right. why I think Coke is better. And I think it diet. also doesn't really play as well with the flavor. Because I, I also, I tend to go for more for vanilla Coke. I like vanilla Coke yeah. better than Pepsi or Coke. Mm. I don't, I'm not really the biggest fan of vanilla Pepsi. But, but now what about cherry Coke versus cherry Pepsi? Cherry Pepsi. Yeah, in, cherry in, th- in Pepsi that case I'm going to agree. Yeah. See, my, my cola preference, if I had to choose, I'm, I, I pretty much always am a Coke guy. I yeah. like Coke. I used to like Pepsi, and it just got too sweet for me. And I like okay. the bit of more bite you get out of Coke. But I like Pepsi. But I will say I like – it's kind of weird because they all – like I like Sprite better than Sierra Mist. Oh, so you like the product, the Pepsi product. But, yeah, I like the brand of – the family of brands, as they say, the um, for, for Pepsi. Um, but just the original Coke is – and Dr. Pepper, of course, which is kind of on its own planet. Dr. Pepper is wonderful. 7-Up is great. Mr. Pibbs. Mr. Pibb. Pib. Now, now I think Pib it's extra. Pib Extra. Yeah. Pib Extra. How 90s. Pib Extra. Yeah. The bold taste That's of a new generation. Nice. Um, okay. We, we've talked enough about sodas. We This is going to be soda, a... Soda corner out of the way. I cannot explain how jam-packed of an episode this will be because we have a lot to cover. Matt, do. Year. do you want to do our big announcement off the bat or do you want to save it for the end? I kind of want to do it right now. I want to do it right now, too. Matt, I'm pretty excited for it. Matt, episode one of the Goldilocks Zone premiered January 28th, 2014. Wow. Or 2015. 2015. Nearly one year ago. 40 episodes in the can. In the can. Right and, in that can. And it's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year. But, like most of Hollywood, we can't leave good enough things alone. So... Our big exciting announcement, Matt, to the world is that we are being canceled. Yes, it's over. This is it. The grand finale. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, I doubt there'll be a, a right in campaign to save the Goldilocks zone. Um, hours to pack out the studio. <laughs> security will be here momentarily. Um, no, the good news is, which I doubt anyone actually cares about because it really doesn't affect the show itself. We are rebranding, Matt. We are rebranding. We are rebranding today. It's all about hashtag brands, and we are getting a new one. Goldilocks Zone, I will always love that name because it is really clever, but nobody knows what it means, and it's hard to search for. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be real. And I think most people think it's it has something to do with the bear. Yep. Three bears, actually. Yeah, or like science fiction. You know, you're in the zone. I don't know. It's, the auto it's cumbersome. So, yeah. Matt, do you want the honors of telling the world our new name? I know what. I think we should do it together. All right. I'll go first. I'll say the first word. All right. And, and then we'll, you say the second and word. And we'll say the third at the same time. 
Let's do that. All right, ready? Here's okay. the the and the new name is huh. for debate. Debate. Yes. yes. I'm excited. I I really I really or do no. like. No. 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 You say yes. I'm going to say no. Well, Matt, now we're going to debate. Oh. Up for debate. And Matt, I would love to debate I the think name. It's down for debate. But we can't because we already bought all all the rights. So, um, but. <laughs> We are going to debate, and I think that kind of better describes what we do on the show. And I, I, the reason I like the name, because we went through a gazillion options, it felt like. But I like that we any topic is up for debate. Any topic. We are always up for debate. We're always up. I think it suits the show well. I think it's catchy and memorable. I think it's short. And Matt, I think it's time we send people to our brand spanking new website. Let's send them to it. Upfordebate.tv. Go there, check it out. Um, it's new for your viewing pleasure. It's got all of our past, all the old Goldilocks episodes. They they come with us. Um, uh, just like the Baltimore Colts leaving for Indianapolis, <laughs> we're taking the records with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take all the old episodes are on the website. Links to all the places to subscribe. We do have new uh, URLs. We're going to be uh, up for debate TV on Twitter. Um, soundcloud.com slash, uh, I believe up for debate. Um, though I still have to, I think I have to claim that one. Um, and a few other things, but it's all on the website. Um, go there and check that out. Matt, part two of our big announcement. Part two. This is like, we're, this is going to take the whole show at this rate. Dungeons and Dragons. We have to date done 10 of them and we're not even halfway there. Maybe we are halfway there. I don't even know, but we've still got a lot to go. No. So a lot of details, but. We realized that in giving you D&D on the Goldilocks feed, we're not giving you enough Goldilocks. No, not nearly enough. It doesn't make sense. And we love playing the game so much, we say, well, what if we did games in the future? So we've decided to do our very own spinoff. Our very own spinoff. Our very own spinoff. Like Joey from Friends, we are going to spin off Dungeons & Dragons into its own show. Matt, do you want to tell the folks at home what that show is called? That show... Well, wow. you want to say it together? Sure. Let's say it together. Okay. Time. One, one, two, three. Yeah. Game nights. Game nights. All right, that didn't work. That wasn't really together. No, Skype has a lag. It doesn't really, it's hard to do. <laughs> Game nights is the name of the show, just like you would have with your family in your living room. Uh, you can have it with us on the internet. Game nights uh, at gamenights.tv. Don't go there. It doesn't exist yet, but it will soon. Um, and we're spending... time you listen to this, you can go there. I can't even guarantee that, but very soon after you listen to this, maybe um, wait a little bit, maybe have a hot pocket, <laughs> hang out a little bit, then you can go. Yes, exactly. Chill um, out, have some coffee. We do, however, listen to some old episodes of the Goldilocks. How about this? If you go to soundcloudcom nights, that does exist. Um, you can also search Game Nights as uh, or Game Nights. No, because we don't, and we're Game Nights. TV at gmail.com. I got to keep track. They're all new, so hang with me here. But that is going to be its own feed. We're going to do Dungeons and Dragons till we're done with that. But then you never know what we're going to do after that. We may do more games. So, um, mm-hmm. and no more Dungeons and Dragons on this feed. I will say um, there are two more Dungeons and Dragons episodes that are going to appear after this. Episodes 39 and 40 of the Goldilocks Zone. After we publish episode 40 is when I flip all the names over. And every episode after that, D and D will be on game nights. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Very quick recap. This show is now up for debate at upfordebate.tv. I'm waiting for that TV to change behind you. Actually. So says the Goldilocks zone. 
I was actually I was kind of waiting for it to happen on the announcement. Oh, like gonna, as I was, uh, as kind of like when the ball drops on New Year's. It's just... As a big uh, as a big thing. Well, how yeah. about this, Matt? Are you ready? I'm ready. Whoa! How's that? We're up for debate. Up for debate. Just like that. Look it's at that. Happened. It's happened. It is happened, and uh, <laughs> and uh, GameNights.tv for the D and D feed and for future games, and you, you will be able to subscribe to both at some point in the next two weeks on every platform: SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, via RSS, and all the apps. It's going to be everywhere. You can't escape it. Um, and so you're going to want to check that out as well. And both on Twitter, up for debate TV and Game Nights TV is uh, are the usernames because both of the other ones were taken sadly. So. Um, so we're going to do that. Okay, enough with the announcements. We thanks everybody for watching us all year. I've had a lot of fun. I know Matt's had a lot of fun. We're excited to bring you a whole other year of great content on both shows. Um, and we think we're going to do even better. So, But, Matt, some bad news. I think we might have missed oh. some things last year. We might have missed We might have missed some things. I mean, it's a long year, 365 days. We only did 40 episodes and like 10 of them, literally 10 of them were D&D. So we really only did 30 episodes. It's hard to cover a whole year in just one thing. So, you and I talked. We decided we're going to do a whole episode, our appendix, really, or our um, our supplement, our update, whatever you want to call it, to add on to the things we've already talked appendix. about. Well, you are, I've had my appendix. You don't need it. You don't, you don't need it. It's extra. It's a part of me. It's extra. Just put in a jar on the shelf. You don't need it. Um, so, we're going to talk about things. Matt, do you have a list? Of the things you'd like uh, to talk about. Yeah, I have a list. Some, some things that maybe we missed. All right. Would you want to go first or you want me to jump in? I would leave the honors to you, fellow okay. co-host. I literally, I got a stylus for my iPad, so I literally uh, wrote wrote the notes. Wow. In my, in my god-awful handwriting. Um, <laughs> Matt, let's go back to the beginning. Episodes three so and four. Do you remember Epis- what those episodes were? Three and four. Yeah, what did we talk about? Did we talk about breakfast? Was that our famous breakfast episode? No, no, no. Earlier. Earlier. The second uh, topic. Teaser, by the way, in 2016, at some point, the Up for Debate podcast will be talking about lunch. Yes. And possibly dinner, although that might have to wait for 27. And then and then, we, then a snacks episode? We could really just snacks. do a whole series. Maybe yeah. we need a third podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sean up, and Matt up, talk about food. Up for food. Um, God, that's awful. Uh, no, it's not Breakfast, Matt. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Episodes three and four. Um, we talked through every single movie uh, up to that point. But, Matt, two hadn't come out yet when we talked about it in the spring. No, I hadn't. Ant-Man and Avengers Age of Ultron, both out in 2015. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. I want to talk about both of those, and I want to talk about a new theory I have about what makes a bad Marvel movie. I've cracked the code. I figured out how they blow it, because sometimes they do. All right, good. But let's start with you, Matt. Did you, did you see these movies? I saw Ant-Man, and I, I actually never made it to Age of Ultron. Mm. I kind of forgot about it, like... <laughs> I wanted to see it. I had it on my list for a long time, and then I was just like, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, what did you think of Ant-Man? Uh, I I kind of, I didn't hate it. It was okay. Like, 
I think it, I think there, it definitely had a lot more potential. It could have been better. Um, but in terms of a movie, like, yeah, it, it, it still, it, it fit. It was a Marvel movie. It was entertaining. Yeah. I think it's exactly what a template Marvel movie is. Yeah. And that's fine because I like that. But, um, but it wasn't, like, groundbreaking. I actually would have my, – my biggest gripe is that I, I would have liked to have seen more Paul Rudd. Yes. Like, he, he was the star of the movie, and I feel like he wasn't in a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, half of it was yeah. him. He, he could have been in more scenes, considering that he is the Ant-Man. I would have also have liked to – like, they say – I don't I – don't, spoilers. Full disclosure. Spoiler warning. That scene in the end, the climactic battle, kind of in the end, I kind of wish that that had been um, a thing earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they could have done it. Like, it was really cool. I liked the last, I liked that big battle. That was an awesome final battle scene. Mm -hmm. But that's really the only time that he uses his powers, like, as Ant-Man. The only, like, important time where he, where he fights, I should say, where he, like, Fight someone with his powers. Well, like, I mean, size. if you think about it, we spend the first act re- learning who he is. We spend yeah. the second act of him training. And then by the time you get to the third act, you haven't seen Ant-Man, really. Exactly. You've just seen you Paul Rudd seen fumbling a lot. Paul Rudd becoming Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, which is good for an origin story, but I think... I mean, I'm trying to think. If you think about Iron Man, for example, a similar origin story, he's in the Iron Man suit by the end of the first act, really. Yeah. And he, and he has that fight scene in the desert. Yeah, and he, and he doesn't even really fumble around that much. He does, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to take you know, half the movie to, to show that. Yeah, I agree. Now, I, I will say, I thought Paul Rudd, I thought all, just about all the actors were great. I thought Paul Rudd was great. Michael Douglas was great. Michael Pena, who was, I think, the breakout, yeah. he was really funny. Maybe like one or two jokes too many. Yeah. But I thought he was really funny. I thought Corey Stoll was great as Yellow Jacket. Yeah, um, I, he plays a villain so good. That dude is like the ultimate villain. Um, and he's really good on the strain, by the way. If you've never seen the strain, he's very good on that. Um, and I thought all the acting was great, but I agree, it, it was, it was about as mild a Marvel movie as you can get, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he how Ant Man plays into Civil War and some of the stuff going forward. That is really going to be interesting. Yeah, that's uh. That's pretty crazy. Um, I think that the uh, uh, yeah, like we said, as a Marvel movie, it, it fits that. It gets formula. the job done. Yeah, and it gets the job done. And my favorite moment in the movie with Thomas the Tank Engine. That was funny. That was, was funny. Iconic. It was memorable. It was nostalgic. I. It was cool. It's tough. I would put it in the top two funniest. Marvel movies. I would say maybe yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is a little funnier. It had a lot of jokes. It did. It really, it really was all about the funny. There was no, you know, Tony Stark is dramatic and uh, Captain Avengers. America is dramatic. It was Avengers and Guardians. I think are the two funny. Yeah, Avengers was pretty funny too. Iron Man has a lot of a lot of comedy in it too. But... Uh, it does a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all... they all do. I think that's what mar- makes Marvel movies great. You wouldn't see that in a DC movie. Right. It's yeah, a lot more ready. You know, the Dark Knight didn't have a lot of jokes in it, put it that way. Yeah. Um it had a joker. Now let me explain Ultron, which I did see, um, and I did not care for that much. 
It was not that great. But I figured out, Matt, the two reasons there are bad Marvel movies. Because when we talked about these last time, we agreed there were movies that weren't great. Okay. The Incredible Hulk. No, yeah, we, we definitely agreed that that was not. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Um, uh, um, Thor, in general, not great. Yeah. I figured out why they're the problem. Problem one, bloat. bloat. Marvel likes to pack a lot of shit into, their, into some of their movies. I think this is why Iron Man 2 and Ultron were not particularly good movies. If you think about Iron Man 2, it had like three different villains in it, right? Because you had Whiplash, you had the scientist guy, and then who's, uh, who's the third guy? There was mm-hmm. another villain. Who was the other villain? Uh, I haven't seen it in such a long time. I feel like there was a third guy. Maybe there wasn't. I feel was like there, there was a third, third? But then you oh, also... Iron Man 2? And Iron Man 2. I never saw Iron Man oh. 2. Um, you had uh, the introduction of Don Cheadle as War Machine. You had Pepper Potts getting her own storyline. You had the introduction of Black Widow. You had so many things going on in that movie. The same goes for Avengers, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. There is two... When you have... If you think about the original Avengers movie, right? You had maybe six characters. Yeah. Who each had to have their own little mini story, and that's okay. And even Hawkeye really didn't get one, so it was really only five. <laughs> Age of Ultron had like eight or nine different heroes because then you're bringing in War Machine and you're bringing in Scarlet Witch and you're bringing in Quicksilver and you're bringing in Falcon and you're bringing in all these guys. And by the time you're done, the movie felt heavy in, yeah. in, in just so much going on. That nothing really clicked. The second reason I think a Marvel movie fails, lack of character development. This is the single biggest reason Hulk and Thor did not work on screen. Why do we love Tony Stark? Because he was a dick, and then he learned his ways and became a hero, right? (laughs) What do we love about Guardians of the Galaxy? They were a bunch of rough and tumble people who didn't like each other. They come together in the end and save the day. That's why we love Avengers, the first one. It's what makes great Marvel characters, characters who evolve over the story. Ant-Man is a good example. He was a criminal. He becomes a hero, right? Yeah. Name me one way Thor evolves or changes in those movies. Thor is a god in Valhalla. Yeah. And then he comes to Earth and he falls in love with an Earth woman. But he already had a girlfriend up in Valhalla, so that's, that's not new. He... He, he he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't become more he doesn't humble. Even really he doesn't even really change the like the whole demeanor. He like no. he, he he still is like a like a like clueless about earth customs. He's exactly like, the same guy at the at the end of the movie as at the beginning. He doesn't he doesn't right. become more humble. He doesn't no. become uh anything. He doesn't really learn a lesson. Usually in that kind of a story he learns a thing or two about There's nothing you know, to root for being on earth and being an earthling. There's nothing he, he's, he's still yeah, there's really there's that's basically it. I mean, you could root for him to save the world, but it doesn't really get deeper than that. But, and you don't see your point. And you don't remember the character. I think the Hulk had the same problem, which is a shame because I think you can get a good storyline going with Hulk. But the Edward Norton Hulk movie, he was the Hulk at the beginning. A bunch of shit happened, and he was the Hulk at the end. And he walks yeah. off into the sunset. It was yes. really more about his love story with his girlfriend, which doesn't really have a good ending, and about the the villain in the movie. So, yeah. so that those are the two reasons I, I think if Marvel can avoid those things, 
I'm very fearful of Civil War because I want to get excited about it, and I think it's going to have a bloat problem because you're getting so many characters in a single movie. Yeah. And everyone has to have their time? lines and their screen time, and I think it's got to tell the story. How do you how do you tell the story with so many characters? Well, uh, honestly, if they're smart, they're going to just they have to. You have to be okay with a character coming in, having one line, and leaving. Yeah. And, and Ultron refused to do that. Every every character had to have an arc. Every character had to have a series of quips. Every character had to be in three or four scenes. If I'm in Civil War and Falcon comes in for one fight and then just leaves, that's okay. Because the movie is about Captain America and Bucky and Iron Man. That that's that's the point. Right. You know, don't get away from that because you want to stuff as many of your characters in there as possible. So Yeah. Um, I, I think you may have uh, you may be onto something here. Uh, I never really gave it a lot of thought, but yeah, I mean, I think it all makes sense. Um, I mean, I'm not the biggest Marvel guy, I'm not the biggest like expert in the Marvel universe, but uh, I think there's. I mean, I definitely know that if you have too many characters in a movie, mm-hmm. that's going to present a problem because mm-hmm. it's going to you're you're. You don't really get to the, you don't really get to spend as much time on the quality of the story or mm-hmm. on the quality of the storytelling. You just basically have to be like, okay, we have all these characters, they all got to do something, so we got to write stories for these characters and then kind of have them mesh together. And I think Avengers and Guardians worked so well in that it was all the the, the independent storylines were already told, mm-hmm. they were already established. But, but even Guardians, that was great because it wasn't. We didn't yeah. get a good background on uh, on on Rocket. We didn't get we a good background care. on a group, and that's okay. It's right. okay. Not everything has to be an origin story. The whole background was basically just one scene where they yeah. try to steal something. So it's you great. get the, you get their, They have a reputation as petty thieves. That's all you need to know. They have they're very charismatic petty thieves, mm-hmm. and that's it. And, mm-hmm. that's, and we're good. We're good with the rest of it. Um, but the rest of the characters, they gave them all their own movies: Captain America, Thor. Yep. We knew who they were going in. And we knew, so then it was all completely established. So they got that out of the way. Yep. Uh, but now you're throwing in um, all kinds of different. Who are the new heroes they're putting in Civil well, War? Well, there's, there's, uh, well, spoiler alert. Uh, I, well, I don't want to spoil it because you haven't seen Ultron yet. So, um, okay. there, but Andrew, there are, so there. there is. Well, you're gonna see Scarlet Witch. You're gonna see, yeah. um, you know, some of the the B characters. Your, you know, Falcon and War Machine. You're gonna see Black yeah. Panther for the first time. You're gonna see a, an appearance by Spider Man, which is very exciting. Um, you're you're gonna see easily ten to twelve heroes in this film. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's insane. That's insane. That yeah, that's crazy. But you know what the bottom line is, Sean? What? It's gonna sell toys. Oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna, gonna sell. It's gonna the move the I'll merch. Be there. I'll it's be there on opening the night. Merchandise. I'm so and excited. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. That's what Marvel cares about. Kids will go out and buy every damn toy in that movie of every hero in that movie. Yep. And that's the bottom line. I now, uh, y'all go on. I I like superhero stories. I do, and I think a lot of people do, and I think that's why people respond to these movies. It's just that it's getting to the point now where. You know, when Iron Man first came out, Iron Man had to be good or people weren't going to see it. Yeah. There wasn't hype at that point. No. It, yeah, it definitely it definitely had to break. It had to be the one to break the mold. Right. And even and even Iron Man 2 to some degree, which people were a little disappointed, but then they followed that up with Captain America, which was great and people liked it. 
The problem is now they don't have – there's not the requirement to make good movies. Right. Right? If it's you if you much. come out with a with, with a, a, a Captain America movie, you have a minimum amount of box office you will pull. Even yeah. if it was just a blank screen for two hours, you put Captain America on it, a minimum amount of people will turn out. Well, and yeah, that, they have that – that establishment phase is gone now. Mm -hmm. they're, they're on the, the next phase, which and, is – we got them on the hook. Let's reel them in. And not saying that they're lazy, but it's just that it's easy to fall into a rut with these movies, and it's easy to get comfortable. You should never get comfortable. That's one of the reasons I love Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn and the work they did on that movie because it really they really could have settled into a rut. And I think that movie did a great job of bucking expectation and being a different movie from the other Marvel movies. It was the first one to be really funny. It was outside of Avengers to some degree. But, of course, they came out about the same time. It was the the first to, to be intergalactic. It was the first to offer really weird characters from the Marvel Universe. And, and it really was a risk, and it paid off big. They got to do more of that. I don't just want to see, all right, let's mix and match characters and make a zillion dollars. I've got to say, that to me was the biggest the biggest movie surprise mm -hmm. of, of 2015. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy, easily. Biggest movie surprise. Like, yep. Go, when I, I remember seeing the trailer for the first time of that movie, and I said, this is either going to be a disaster or it's going to be a huge success mm -hmm. for Marvel. Well, people they said that about Ant-Man. On and, and, it, and it paid off. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I mean, good for them. I'm, I'm happy that it did. I, I can tell you this. When I saw the trailer, I, I knew for a fact I didn't want to see that movie. I was like, this looks, this looks stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see it. Yep. I saw it, and then it was, it was amazing. It was a great movie, and I'm really glad that I saw it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, the same thing for Avengers to a lesser extent. I think people thought it was going to be good. I just don't think they knew how good it was going to turn out to right. be. And Guardians just caught everyone by surprise. Yep. 100%. Um, yeah. 100%. And that's, to be honest, I'm more excited about Doctor Strange than I am about Civil War. Because Civil War... I can pretty much tell you what that movie will be before it comes out. There'll be about two to three big action sequences where shit blows up and they throw the characters through buildings. Um, someone learns a lesson. There's a low point at which they all have to come back from and the heroes all walk away relatively happy unless they kill off Robert Downey Jr., which is a real option and you know, his contract's up. Um, but I'm excited for Doctor Strange because it's the first time Marvel goes uh, mystical. It is a character people aren't familiar with. That's a, a more interesting movie to me. It open yeah that that route opens a lot of doors, mm -hmm. and I believe it's isn't Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep, he's but, playing uh, Doctor. Tilda Swinton is in it. Um, yeah, it, it's Black Panther as well. I'm excited about. It's going to be very different. Like they, there's there's a lot of roads that Marvel can go down now. Black Panther can get its his own movie. Well, he is getting his uh, own movie, and it's it's. Yeah. I'm I'm saying like every one of these heroes they introduce. Yeah will or potentially will get their own spin-off movie mm -hmm. or however you want to call it, their own movie franchise. I'm just gonna sell franchise. <laughs> I know. I know. That's, Listen that's the point. my my one advice to Marvel is I want a lot of small team I want the Hulk to visit Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I don't need the whole team. I want yeah. these mini mix and matches. You want I, more like fan fictiony slash fictiony like kind when of Falcon showed up in Ant Man. Like that was kind of yeah. cool. That was that was that was interesting. Because it shows and I like, the connected universe and it. Yeah. Well, all yeah, all these characters they they inhabit the same space, time, same space, time. 
so they can they can show up in each other's movies. And I, I like the crossover idea. I'm for it. Um, I think it, the whole the whole dynamic in the Avengers was the interaction of the characters. That that was what made the Avengers so successful. Yep. That's also what made Guardians so successful. So I think Mar- that's really where Marvel has kind of made its bed is is the interaction of their characters in their universe. But on a more casual level, right? Because Ultron saw a lot of character interaction, but they were, I'm mad at you, oh, I hate you, oh, what is going on? Oh, this. No, <laughs> the best scenes in Avengers are just where they're hanging out. Yes, eating, eating shawarma. Yeah, that, that's, you know, they're, in the, they're cracking jokes about, oh, don't get angry, Hulk, you know. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's what's Hulk nice smash. about it. I want to see yeah. these characters being real people. And that's yeah. what I think DC does not understand. I like that. Actually, my favorite, my favorite joke, or one of one of my top jokes from the Avengers, I really like is when um, uh, they're 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 giving a briefing or something, and um, Agent Phil gives like a um, he makes like an old reference to something. I forgot what he referenced, but it was like an old reference. And Captain America's like, "Hey, I got that one." Yeah, that's. Like, Awesome. That's that's what I liked about it. That was my favorite parts of Avengers, where they showing the characters as human as they can, and that was fun. Well, Those I think, parts. and to be honest, not that I want to get off on too much of a tangent, I think that's why Marvel's Netflix stuff, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, work so well because those are extremely grounded characters, extremely yeah. like we haven't seen in superheroes in a long time, and I think that's one of the reasons it resonates. It's not about big explosions and cool cars and guns anymore. It's about how do these fantastical characters relate to me as a person. And Marvel, for the most part, understands that. Yeah. I actually, to just extend even outside the Marvel Universe, I think that your um, assessment of movies in general, just with that, with that statement, can be applied to movies that we're seeing out right now. I'll give you an example. Spectre, mm-hmm. the newest James Bond film. Mm-hmm. Easily the least amount of film action like in the traditional sense with guns blazing and things blowing up and explosions then easily the least film in the franchise that had the least amount of those things but they took a turn for storytelling instead and they took a turn instead to set up the and I won't give any spoilers away but they they set up something really cool between James Bond and the villain Spectre of the franchise Mm -hmm. and they spent a lot of the movie exploring that route instead of blowing things up. I mean, there was still plenty of blowing things up and and pretty ladies and shooting things, but actually come to think of it, they even changed the, the whole pretty lady like bond girl stereotype too. In that movie, the bond girl in this movie is kind of a badass, and she, she's um, almost bonds equal. But like the female equivalent, which was kind of nice to see for films to evolve to that point. But yeah, definitely things are things are changing. Although I I, w- I will speak out for the person at home who's who's yelling at their phone or their computer as they're listening. But um, you know, this year we also saw massive success from Mad Max and Fast and Furious. So it's not that uh, pe- people do want action and explosions, and they want that. They just well, I guess Fast and Furious doesn't count, but Mad Max is a good example of explosions in action with a purpose, with characters, with... Even Mad Max seemed to have a pretty deep story to tell. Exactly, exactly. story to tell. Exactly. On top of all the gratuitous violence and action, mm-hmm. which itself was almost kind of a self-parody yep. of action 100%. movies. 
you can do it. Taking it taking it to its logical extreme for the purpose of comedy, mm-hmm. um, or or of uh, of drama, um, like a hyperbolic action. 100%. But it 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 had a really good story to tell. It had a really deep story to tell behind all of that mm-hmm. and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, this has been an interesting year for movies, for sure. It had a record-setting year for movies, for sure. And uh, if if you look at what's up and coming in twenty sixteen, it's gonna it's gonna be equally as interesting. Yeah, we, we've got everything from uh, from more Marvel movies to a Ghostbusters remake to a bunch of sequels to uh, to movies we don't even know about yet. So yeah, it's gonna be, be an exciting one. time. Now. Are we done with the Marvel topic? I think we're done with the Marvel, Matt. What would right. you like to talk about? So I would like to move from movies yes. into movies again. Because <laughs> I, I would really, I think this is a really good time now that we're on the movie discussion. Bring it on. To just stay on this topic for a little bit and talk about, of course, the new Star Wars. Oh, I'm feeling the uh, Force Awaken. We've got to talk about that movie. Um, unless we're going to save that for a future episode. Um, I don't know, Matt. That's that, that's up to you. The my, my concern is if we wait, we're going to be so far out from it. Yeah. All right. I, I'd like to address it now for sure. I'd like to talk, start at least start a dialogue. Let's maybe start a dialogue. In, yes. Um, in the future. Maybe in the future we'll bring all the movies in. Um, but for now... Wow. What a film. I have to say, just like I mentioned earlier about Guardians of the Galaxy, once I heard they were making another Star Wars movie and it was going to be attached to the back end of the trilogy, Mm -hmm. the front end, however you want to look at it, um, I was nervous. I I I was nervous, almost, I guess the best feeling, and I was talking to some friends when we were going into the movie and we said, it feels like we're sending our son to college. That's what it felt like being in line to this movie. It's kind of like, all right, like we can't do anything else. Like this is going to happen. We're not going to stop it. We're going to let you go. We're just going to see the result. That's all that we can do now. We can just sit and watch the result. And it really paid off. Our son made the Dean's list. Our son graduated honors, summa cum laude, and now he has an internship with the president. Hey, that's that is how good this. Although movie you know was. what happened to the last intern the president had. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. That's true. That's true. So, so yeah, let's talk about. So this. you liked it, is what I'm is what I I'm like, getting from it. You liked it. I liked it a lot. I well, I now before we get into the details of the movie, I want to jump in because I, I like the thread you're starting about the emotional aspect of it, right? This was my first ever Star Wars theater experience, as right. you as you and everyone on the show knows. Uh, I ju- I just watched them, so this is all new for me, and I did not know what to expect. Uh, I went to like a, an eleven uh, or no, it was like a noon showing. It was in the middle of the day. Um, on a Friday, and uh, I had the day off, and I go in there, and I sit down, and to the right of me, I've got these two 30-something nerdy guys who have, like, nerdy t-shirts, and they're talking about all the, like, details of the movie, and all the the stuff a hardcore fan would know, and to the left of me, I had, like, a dad and his daughter, and his daughter was, like, 
you know, eight or something. Um, and it really was a very, I would say it's the best theater experience I've ever had because, you know, people cheered and they, they, they truly laughed and they got excited. And at one point, you know, when they, they open up the chest and there's the lightsaber in there, some kid in the audience goes, that's a lightsaber. And we all laugh. <laughs> I mean, it, it really was very unique. And I've seen a lot of movies in theaters and I honestly cannot remember the last time. Uh, I had such a connection to a movie. Maybe it was the hype. Maybe it was the crowd. The place was sold out. Um, and this was a couple days after it came out. Place was still sold out. It really was an emotional experience to sit and watch that movie. As someone new to the franchise, I still had a reaction. Um, for somebody who had seen the movies all of two weeks before it came out. So that was really special, and I really appreciated that. Um, and, and I took a minute to breathe it in and really enjoy it. Now, when it comes to the actual movie, Matt, what did you think? When it comes to the actual movie? Yes. You, well, you like it. I liked it. You liked I, it. I just want to speak on, before I, before yes. I talk about the actual movie, I want to, I want to kind of speak on that hype also. Um, because it, ha it has this really unusual effect that I, I haven't had with any other movie, any other movie franchise I can think of. Mm -hmm. um, the day before it came out, I was at work. I was talking to some coworkers. And they're... They're probably about, I mean, they have kids of their own. They're probably mid-30s, I would think, mid-30s to early 40s. They remember seeing Star Wars. I think they, one of them said he was 11 when it was out in theaters. The other one said he was, he was 12 when it was, came out in theaters. Um, the first Star Wars, the very original Star Wars from 1977. I said I was, I was 10. We both were 10, um, you and I, uh, when the, the Phantom Menace came out in theaters, mm -hmm. episode one. Um, kids now who are seeing Star Wars for the first time, probably 10, 11, maybe even earlier. So it, it really is this movie that has now gone three generations deep, this franchise has gone three gener generations deep, and everybody's connecting with it on the same level. Maybe they're not reading into it as much. Maybe that comes with age or experience. But there, there's a, an appreciation for something in common that I guess the only thing I can really equate it to, and it's, and it's, I mean, I, I, it's kind of like sports. Like, yeah. you know, whatever, you your, your dad down. is a Yankee fan, your dad's a Red Sox fan, so you're a Red Sox. It's kind of like that. But even that is kind of limited because not everyone likes sports or can get into sports. But maybe it's like gun ownership. Oh, I, I guess that's it. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is well, any, not anymore. But any passion oh. you take from your from from your parent or your grandparent, it's like yeah. I guess the the best I can kind of describe it as is it's 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 kind of its own thing. Like, well, and that's why you can't describe it, right? There's nothing great. else like it. Which is really great. I, I think that it, it, it allows dialogues to happen between generations, which is awesome. Now everybody knows Luke Skywalker's story. Now everybody knows Obi-Wan's story. And then people can relate to it, Darth Vader and Anakin. Really, when you watch the, the movies in order from one now to, to seven, we're up to. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the story of Anakin Skywalker. And now it's his legacy. Yeah. It's like Anakin's legacy. Whereas with the original four, five, and six, it was just Luke Skywalker's arc of redeeming his father. 
um, which is, is super cool. Now the film itself. I, think Matt, is the next I don't want to interrupt you. you. You got whatever you're playing with on your desk. Oh, is is your earbud? Yeah, it's it's bouncing it around near the microphone, so we can. Uh, we're we're hearing uh, See, I, scraping I, and feedback. I, I ran out, ran of, out of something else to play with. Yeah, I ran you know, out of eminence, and I need to constantly play with things on my. Maybe you know, I'll play with my Fitbit. It's funny. We did like literally a hundred episodes of Don't Panic, and shortly after that, I started keeping a pen at my desk. And as yeah. soon as I had this, I came much more focused in playing with the, keeping a pen in my hand and playing with it. You know what? I have plenty of pens right here. That's it's amazing the difference it makes. Anyway, yes, go ahead. Sorry, I yeah. just want to make sure people could hear what you're saying. No, that's that's quite all right. That's quite all right. Our 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 fans need to they need to hear us. Um, so basically, the film itself, the film itself, Sean. And I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking here. You so have, I, but you've got a lot to say, get, so that's okay. I want to I get you in the dialogue. That's fine. Because this is... Awkward. I'm probably going to agree with you on everything, and you'll say it better than I will. So you go it's right ahead. It's a problem, because our podcast is called Up for Debate. <laughs> There's no debating it's this. Not, it's not up for agreement. Um, well, so, So maybe the film itself, I, I have one really serious gripe. And I want to know if you share this serious yeah, maybe word. I won't. Now that you've seen all of the movies, mm-hmm. and I guess we should warn that there there are some potential spoilers here. Oh, I don't want to 100%. discuss anything significant, but I mean, well, it should kind of come with the and, territory. And, and I will say, as we move forward with a new name and, and the updated concept, let me make clear. We will mention off the top before we start talking about a movie or show that we're talking about it. If we talk about it, assume there will be spoilers. I think that's a given. If we say, hey, Marvel movies, and you haven't seen all of them, assume we will spoil something. I think that is better safe than sorry. Right, right. And honestly, who in America has not seen Star Wars at this point? Let's let's be real. If you haven't, you got to go. Yeah. you got to go see stop it. Stop this right now. Get stop in your car. Pod- Go to stop the madness. You know what? Don't stop the podcast. You can listen to the podcast on the way to the the theater and while you're waiting. Maybe if you have a little bit of time. They show so many previews. You got a lot of time. There's a lot of time. All right. So, what's your right? Um, So, all right. And I don't even know if it's a. I didn't didn't really personally have a problem with it. I just. It was an observation that I made. It's kind of a. Now that you've seen all the movies, it it was a direct retelling of A New Hope. Oh, it's a reheating. They took it, it out. A, it, it was, was leftovers re- they took out of the fridge, put in the microwave for two minutes. Now, it wasn't 100% a reheat. No. I mean, the first act was, was all new. Uh, it had a lot of parallels. But as the movie went on, I just felt like they, they started flying a little too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. They started getting like... Literally a fake sun that will blow up planets. That, that, that now turned, yeah, a fake planet that turned into the Death Star. <laughs> It even had a weak point, like the Death Star, yeah. and, and then a great part was when Han Solo lampshaded that, and he's like, "All right, so how do we how do we blow it up? Where's the part of it that blows up? Like, there's got to be a weak point. The Death Star had a weak point, so um, that was a big thing for me. I mean, I and I I didn't I didn't like how the Death Star or the, whatever Star Killer Star Killer base. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how it. It blew up all those planets. It blew up like an entire the Galactic Senate. Of planets. Yeah, that's a lot of planets. It was it was a pretty big moment in the New Hope when the Death Star blows up Alderaan. That yeah. was a huge moment. It, it blew up an entire planet. To people watching that at the time, that was crazy. 
Well, and, and, and a big difference is in this movie, you see the people on the planet looking up as it comes towards them, yeah. all of them about to Knowing die. Knowing they're about to die. Yeah, that, that's true. That's another thing that they don't show in, in A New Hope. The planet just blows up, but, mm -hmm. but you know that that is a, an inhabited planet, mostly because they make it look as much like Earth as they can. Um, and I'm sure that was no accident. Um, and you know it's Princess Leia's home planet. So you know that she's got a lot of family and people she cares about there. Uh, and, and that basically that moment was designed just so that you know, I mean, if, as if murdering Luke's aunt and uncle and like, blow, like, like ripping apart his town wasn't enough, you know for damn sure now that the Empire is evil. They're the guys that are bad. They're bad guys. You can't root for them. That was the whole point of blowing up Alderaan. Bad guys. Basically, just bit it, put, took a big sign and said, like, these guys are bad. Um, but we kind of knew. We already knew that the First Order were the bad guys. Because the first scene is Kylo Ren, or no, not, yeah, Kylo Ren and, and all his, his uh, Stormtrooper friends show up on that, um, whatever that is, that refugee camp, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they start, they, and then, you know, that gives the order to just shoot all of them. That, that there shows that they're bad. We know they're bad because they're shooting unarmed civilians. Bad. Right? Mm -hmm. So I don't see why Starkiller Base had to blow up all those planets. We know that they're evil. They've established that. Well, it, it, was, it was just a direct, a direct copy of A New Hope. Well, hey, moment. if you're going to build a giant CGI death base, you might as well, well use it. Something. Yeah, but I think I think just the threat, just no, the you're threat right. that this thing could cause a whole bunch of damage. Mm -hmm. That should have been off. Like, they didn't have to show that. They should have instead extended that scene where Han, Chewie, Rey, and Finn are on the Millennium Falcon and they're running away from those monsters. They mm. could have made that longer. Actually, they meant to make it longer. Fun fact. I did not know that. Fun fact. The... Um, you know, though, you know, when those two, um, the two gang gangs show up yeah. and they want, they want money from Han Solo. Absolutely. One of them has a Scottish accent. The other one speaks in like a made up language. Yep. Um, so they show up and they want, they want the money that Han Solo presumably owns them, mm -hmm. owes them. Those two groups, the, the actors that play the, the men in those two groups are from very famous, um, Kung Fu movies, martial oh, arts. Movies. I did not know that. So it's speculated that those scenes were supposed to have a lot more maybe uh, the two of them fighting each other or maybe the two of them fighting Han and company um, and then the monsters show up and, and rip put the end to that it. yeah yeah so uh, yeah that was my big gripe also gripe number two why do you introduce Captain Phasma yeah, I didn't get in that. In the movie. I didn't what get was that. Her, what was her purpose? I didn't get that. I mean, they half-assed it. Either don't do cast, it or go they all cast, in. They cast Brienne from Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, her name on Game of Thrones, by the way, is Brienne of Tarth. Uh -huh. And so everybody, before the movie, when they learned that they were casting her, they started calling her Brienne of Darth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the internet. Knee slap. The internet is constantly funny. Real crack up. So... Um, they, yeah, so they cast this big name actress, uh, they, they dress her up in a store in a really cool stormtrooper outfit with a cape and mm -hmm. stuff, but then they don't really give her much to do. 
I mean, presumably she's going to get a lot more to do in the next in movie. Sequel, and yeah. actually, J.J. Abrams himself said that. Yep. Well, and also, but, if... If... And, and Abrams is, is known for doing this. If there are cut scenes, who are you going to cut first? The Phasma scenes. Those are the ones you can yeah. get rid of and not sacrifice the story. So it right. would not he, surprise me to learn that there's some on the cutting room floor. I don't know that, but... Yeah, that's, that's definitely likely. possible. I just thought, uh, I mean, I, I hate to be this this constant movie cynic about merchandise, but I just I thought maybe she was there to sell toys so all the kids would want to buy a, Oh, I want a Captain Phasma action figure or something. The problem with Stormtroopers, Matt, is they all look the same. Right, except for how this many, one. How many white Stormtroopers can you sell? Right. Well, this one, this one's like silvery and has a cape. Yeah, it's cool. You know what I thought is, you know, the scene um, where Finn fights that one stormtrooper who has like a oh, lightsaber locker. Like yeah. Why didn't they make Captain Phasma should have been the one to to fight Finn? It that would have been perfect. Yeah. Unless they needed to show Finn like or whoever I think Han comes to his rescue and kills him. And they couldn't kill Phasma off that early. That's the only thing I can think of. But that would have been a really good time to insert Phasma. Agreed. Um, other than that, though, now we can move on to the positives. Unless you have, <laughs> do you have a gripe of your own? No, I mean, I, l- listen, I, I, the, the, I would say the overwhelming criticism I've heard from everybody is it's a new hope again. And mm-hmm. I put myself in the shoes of J.J. Abrams and I think, all right, Disney's come to me. They've handed me this giant, the biggest franchise in the history of all time. And the first thing I do is look at A Phantom Menace. Why didn't A Phantom Menace work? Well, it's barely a Star Wars movie. If it didn't, if you took off the Star Wars names and changed the characters' names, you probably wouldn't know it was a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So, I look at that and I say, okay, this is going to be the first in a long series of Star Wars movies Disney will make. We are reintroducing this concept to A, a new generation. B, a second generation that was pissed off because we gave them a Phantom Menace. And three, a third generation, as you've talked about, that loved the first movies like it was nothing else. What is your best course in that case? You give them what they know and like and bring them back into the franchise. Because if they had blown this movie, the other movies wouldn't have mattered. You have to get the first one right. And if that means telling the same movie again, you do it. And that's great. And I have no problems with that. Yeah. Because I'm more excited for episode eight because they did this in episode seven. Because this tells me they had a plan and they say, we're going to reestablish all these characters. We're going to bring you back into the fold in a way that's comfortable so we can blow your minds in chapter eight. That's what I'm hoping for. Now that's that's what I'm hoping for. That's I'm optimistic, and I I really think that that was what they went for, and that's why I didn't really judge that move so harshly. I didn't I didn't look at it, and I didn't I wasn't very overly critical about the retelling of the story. What I'm afraid of now, moving forward, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that they're going to get stuck in a rut mm-hmm. where they can't make new stories yep. anymore, uh-huh. and they can't think outside of that box. And and suddenly episode eight is just a retelling of Empire. Yeah. And then suddenly episode nine is a retelling of Jedi. Hundred percent. Like that's what I'm afraid of is that these are all just going to be rehashes of the same. And they kind of set that up at the end when she meets Luke, when Ray meets Luke on the island. 
it's almost like a parallel of, of him meeting Yoda at the beginning of Empire. Absolutely. Like she's gonna, you, you know she's going to begin her training. Uh, she's probably going to fail at first a couple of times. And yeah, I get that. But I just hope they, they are able to distance themselves from the original trilogy. 100%. At some point. Cut, they got to cut the cord. Now, that being said, I don't think I've ever said this about another movie. I really didn't have any major problems with it. I don't. Wow. I, I it might be at first. I, I honestly think it is, and maybe it's just because it's so new. And I bet on a rewatch, I'll pick out a few things. There were a few minor. You know, this whole R two D two is in low power mode because he's sad <laughs> bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. little stuff. The whole te- last ten minutes of the movie, I have to say, was felt really rushed. It yeah. felt very rushed. Maybe, maybe not even ten. Maybe the last like quarter of the yeah. movie kind of felt like. Oh, all right, it kind of felt like they had a checklist, and they're like, all right, we we introduced Death Star. Check. Ray lives on on basically Tatooine. Check. She does, she's an orphan. Check. We're going through this list. We got to make sure we hit everything. Okay. The cantina bar scene. We got that down. Check. Like they and then in the end they're like, oh my god, we're running out of time. We got to all right. We got to we got to do we got to do uh, we got to find Luke. That's another check. We, we got five more this. minutes of film left, guys. Come right. On, hurry five up. more minutes of film left. How about they just show up and oh oh wait a minute. Well, R two D two knew where he was. That helicopter yeah. shot looked uh, weird. Shot was because bad. no other shot in the movie is that like that. Bad. I know. It's it's I, so out of place. That's what that's what I left the movie thinking. I was like, God, if they had just redone that last shot, it should have been a fade out. It should have been yeah. a like simple fade out. Well, you could have done literally and then, anything and then else. It periscopes in or whatever it is. It it like goes into and then the credits. The, the helicopter scene was like from some kind of cheesy action movie. Oh my like, god! And and but again, cinematically, it doesn't look. Star Wars is not shot that way. Right, right, never. I, I never. It's just it's, not. Yeah, that Cause, that cause bugged Lucas me. Didn't have that technology when he made the movies. But even in the prequels, they didn't have no. that because it was all done on a computer. No, well, in in all the movies, but, they could have, but it just it, yeah, it's just not the type. Of, it's not yeah, it just cinematically does make sense. So uh, yeah, overall. I didn't have any major problems with it. What I liked was, and, and I'll kind of maybe steal some of your thunder here, but I thought Finn and Ray were, and BB-8 were just, and maybe because they were shoved down our throats via marketing for six months, but I thought the acting was off the charts. I thought the characters were very well-developed and well-written. I got it, but it wasn't over. I I, I liked the characters. I, I bought in 100%. I can't wait to see them in more movies. I thought they were good casting, uh, all of it. I was 100% on board. I thought Harrison Ford did a really great job, um, and I'm glad they, spoiler, killed him off. Um, uh, I, I, I really, I, they didn't do, I was afraid they were going to do stunt casting, right? Because that's what you do when you bring back a big franchise, is you say, wink, wink, it's Harry, you know, it's Harry, wink, wink. Oh my God, it's it's Carrie Fisher, wink, wink. Right, um, they just thought- but, but it felt very casual. It felt very natural. There was no, you know, and even when they brought back like Admiral Akbar and things like that, it didn't, it wasn't like, you know, like in a sitcom where the neighbor opens the door and comes in the house hey, and the, yeah, the, the, the that's audience. That's what I was afraid of too. Right. Yeah. And they didn't do that. It felt natural. Very natural. And I liked that. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, look, there's Princess Leia. Yeah. There's Han Solo. Oh, and Chewbacca's with him. It felt like a real part of right. the story. And I, I, I really appreciated that. I liked I liked how they they showed the Millennium Falcon before they showed Han and Chewie because yes. you knew it was coming. Then. Yep, you knew it was coming. You were gearing yourself up, and at, at that point in the movie, you're thinking like Han and Chewie are going to show up. Yep. I don't know where they are. Like I'm going to try to guess where they are, but 
you don't know until they, they and then you hear their voice and you're like and for me when i was watching the movie that got a little applause which mm-hmm. was kind of cool like yep. chewy were home and then it was like like the the fans in the audience that have been with the series since the beginning like gave it a little bit of its due which was nice um now a big point of controversy in the movie is the limited use of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Well, the, the non-use of Luke Skywalker, problems. let's I guess be honest. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the pretty, pretty much the non... He doesn't say a word. Yeah. He doesn't even speak. Uh, shows up for the last shot. Um, just gives a look of... I guess it could best be described as, like, deep sadness. Yeah. Like, he... That's the only, the only thing. He looks at the lightsaber and he has this look of, like, overwhelming regret and worry um, on his face. He looks very distraught, and then it then it does the stupid helicopter shot for some reason, and then the movie's the movie's over. But um, that that reveal of Luke's the saving him for the very end got a lot of not a lot, but it got some it got some feedback. Mm-hmm. Like the fans voiced their their uh, concern about that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about uh, the reveal? I think it's okay, and here's why. Force Awakens was Harrison Ford's movie. It was Han Solo's movie, period. He got his movie and he died. Great. I loved every minute he was on screen. It was pure cinematic magic. Wouldn't change it for the world. I think it's okay because if you had tried to inject Luke... Again, bloat. Movie bloat. We have that too much these days. There was enough going on in that movie where you start injecting Luke Skywalker and I think things go a little haywire. Episode 8 will be Mark Hamill's movie. It will be Luke Skywalker's movie. And it would not surprise me to learn if behind the scenes they said, listen, Mark Hamill, you're not going to be in the first one, but we're going to pay you a boatload to be in the second. Harrison Ford, you only have to do one more, but it's all you. Like, that that would not surprise me if that was the strategic reason. And I'm okay with that. And you know what? Maybe the third one will be all Carrie Fisher. I don't know. But I like having the singular focus Again, with this sort of wink-wink, flashback, bringing in old characters, you don't want to shove too many of them in there. And I'm kind of glad they held them off, and I'm glad they waited. And and to be honest, I am so jazzed. I don't know when it happened, but I was watching... Have you ever watched The Flash? Yeah. So I've seen the first couple episodes. So Mark Hamill does a guest spot on The Flash. He plays a villain. When did he become a, like a decent actor? I don't, yeah, it must have been he after. He was actually Star. pretty good in that guest he plays spot. A, he plays a good villain. I was I kind mean, of blown away. Granted, well, he does mostly voice acting. Well, he does. He, he plays the Joker, acting, most Joker. famously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he does a good job of it. He really knows how to play the villain. And that led to a lot of speculation going in. Right. A lot of fans were, were guessing mm-hmm. that the big reveal that everybody was kind of um, teasing was that he, Luke Skywalker was going to turn out to have turned to the dark side. Right. And I, I, that was going in, honestly, that's what I thought. I, I think was, it could still happen, to be honest. I, I think it absolutely could still happen. That wouldn't surprise me. But I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see him in the next movie, and I'm glad they didn't um, uh, 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 use up their stock in the first one. So yeah, I'm, he didn't, I'm fine. He didn't really it. have a place in this movie. Like no. I, I, I don't really know where he would have fit. This was a movie to introduce Ray and Finn and BB-8 and these new guys while yeah. paying homage to the old guys. And you, you, just, you just didn't need that. I'm just really grateful... By the way, I'm just really grateful of, of Mark Hamill's decision to it, it really kind of shows a lot of um, of his of his uh, his integrity that he didn't really want to damage the franchise by saying, well, now, 
I mean, I, this might be a little bit unfair, but could you imagine Shatner saying that? Could you imagine William oh. Shatner being like, what? You're going to make a Star Trek movie? Without me? Without, but you know what? He already did that. Yeah, well, I know. I know. But, but, I, but I think you're right. Well, and I think Harrison Ford, who for ever said how much he hates Star Wars and didn't want to be in another one. Yeah, okay, they paid him a buttload and they only made him do one, but still, he did it. And he showed up. And right, he showed he did up. It. And he didn't Harry have Fisher to. Too. So, no, no, by all means, none of these guys have cre- to. Credit where credit's due. They, so, they yeah. respect it. Again, this they is, all, these they are all movies. These, these yeah. are, the, this is a part of our American culture. Like, like you don't treat right. this like you treat a movie. It's not a movie. You should be. You should do it for free. You should be honored. Not. No. I mean, it's not true. I mean, Disney made a gazillion dollars, but I mean, yeah. it, it. It's such an honor to be in in something like this. And I think they all realized. Yeah. That. And time they, will they do all that. they that's brought them all there, uh, which was super cool. And I know that uh, because Mark Hamill didn't have any speaking roles, I don't think they they owed any royalties no. to him. No, but but I think that so, was the deal. I think the deal was right. Harrison Ford gets money for the first movie, and Mark Hamill gets money for the second movie, and it all breaks even. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that that's the deal. Now, you don't think you don't think that uh, Harrison Ford is going to come back as like some kind of space ghost, no. like horse ghost, no, like no. Uh, like Ben Kenobi. No, I don't think so. No. I mean, I mean, again, you, ha- you have so. to consider how much he he uh, he did his piece and he's done, and you ride off into the sunset. And I think Harrison Ford, for the number of movies he's been in and the amount of time he's been around, I think he understands that you go out on a high note. And can you think of a higher note to go out on? than Harrison Ford did in The Force Awakens. Definitely not. That scene was incredible. The, the, his whole performance in the whole that movie. Was I mean, he did the wink, Harrison, you know, he was Harrison Ford, and that's fine, <laughs> but we love that. So well, that's what he is in every movie. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, It was great. Now, it, was, it was really cool. Now, I, and I, I, I do want to get to a few other things, too, but um, well, quickly, your, your thoughts on the new characters. Are you excited to see them in new movies? Did you like the casting? Did you like their performance? Absolutely. I, I can't, I didn't have a problem with a single one of them. Like you, I, I, I loved Ray. I loved Finn. I love the two of them together. They the chemistry awesome. was they great. They worked so well together. Their chemistry was great. Um, I really can't think of a bad thing to say. I think that they, they were great and I, and I can't wait. I love now how Star Wars finally has that strong female role. And I think they, they tried their best to do it with Leia, but there was just too much of Luke's story going on mm-hmm. to, for anyone really to care about that. Plus, she keeps getting captured, and it's almost like she's the constant damsel, damsel in distress. Uh, yes, she leads the faction of the Rebel Alliance, but no. she, she, in the end, it's Luke and, and Han saving the day uh, and her just getting rescued. But Rey, on the other hand, she rescued herself, and I think it was really important to, to have that in there. Because it opens up like that whole demographic now. I think like a lot. There's a lot more potential for girls to get into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's more now. It is accessible to them. Like that was cool. Well, and, and Finn, yeah, go on. Well, it didn't feel like stunt casting. That was what was great about it. Because they could have been like a woman, you know, like <laughs> right. a black guy. No, <laughs> right. it was honestly it felt it was so natural. natural. It like felt you bought it. Like now this is the way it is. Yeah. And, uh, Mad Max, I think, did an equally as good job. Where you're just like. Okay. You don't think about it anymore. It just becomes a, a, a part of the fabric, part of the narrative. It was great. Yeah, and that's that's really, I think, what movies have striven to do for the last couple decades. It's like we're finally here, uh, which was really, really refreshing. Um, Finn, Finn was great in this movie. Finn, the actor who played him, it, he was really great. Um, 
you know, he, he was very, he was just so expressive. And at the same time, they wrote a lot of, a lot of the comedic things, like a lot of the funny, funny little one-liners they gave to him. Yeah. And I think they took a big risk in doing that. And I think it paid off. Well, he's he's kind of like the new Han Solo. Exactly. Exactly. That, that was the kind of the vibe I got from him. I really like his backstory because his backstory is so original and it's so important to have that backstory. He's a former stormtrooper who saw the evil things that the First Order was doing and he objected to it. And so he left. And Star Wars didn't, has never told that story before. It's, um, it's an emotional like, story. That instant redemption. And he gets the blood on his helmet. So instantly yeah. you know that he's not like part of like he, he that, that pretty much unconsciously you're thinking of him as a as an individual right from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. It was very well done. Um and I, I, I and that's why I really think that the first act was the strongest of all of, of the movie. I think it, mm -hmm. it opened up and it was yeah. Really set the tone really well. Um yeah, so I think I thought that was uh now, I just Great. hope and pray to God and Disney, if you're listening, please, please don't make Rey Luke Skywalker's daughter. Please don't. I will just, no more of this family. And then Kylo Ren being Han Solo and Carrie well, Fisher's son. None. I, I'm so sick of this family crap. Like, I, I, I get the first couple times, but I'm so over it. I'm with you there. I, I, I don't want to see Rey be Luke's daughter. Um. But on the other hand, J.J. Abrams did say in a in a interview before the film, he said that the the overarching theme of this trilogy will be family. He uh, said that family is going to no, be the and, theme. and that's okay. It's going to be the thread that connects the movies. But does it have to be but literally family? What I'm hoping is that the, that when he said that, I th I hope he was talking about Kylo and and Leia. Yeah. Not and not about Luke and and Ray. I think that would just be too obvious. Like everybody is guessing that right. Something that J.J. Abrams is not is obvious. He's, he, I mean, except for the part when he cast Benedict Cumberbatch to play Khan, and then and then tried to try to lie. That was to awful. Him. Like, no, it, he's not Khan. Like, no, seriously, guys. No, yeah, it, no, it's uh, a totally a different character. But and then it turned out to be. Yeah. But, but um, no, uh, I I don't want to see, I don't want to see Ray be Luke's daughter. No, I think it's too obvious, so and and. Something that something that J.J. Abrams does is bring in a lot of twists and turns and the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Just like we said with, with Finn. I think that a lot of people didn't expect that, that deep of a backstory for Finn. Um, or um, they didn't expect... I mean, who would have seen Ray coming? Like, yep. force-sensitive. Um, so, yep. I, I almost kind of like the idea that she's connected to Obi-Wan in some way. That one's. I mean, she's going to be related to somebody, right? If you have the Force, you're related to somebody in Star Wars. Let's be honest. Right. That's kind of so the rule. She's obviously Force sensitive. She obviously is very strong in the ways of the Force, as as evidenced with her battle with Kylo Ren. Yep. The climax of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um. She obviously she she gets in the Millennium Falcon. She knows how to fly it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not really explained in detail. So uh, then, who? Who could her lineage go through? Yeah, well, Obi-Wan would be good. What they're, what they're saying, and the reason that people are connecting it to Obi-Wan, when she touches the lightsaber, the voices she's hearing are not Luke's. Mm. Obi-Wan's. Yeah. She hears both Ewan McGregor and um, Alec McGuinness say, 
uh, Ray. They both say Ray, and it was interesting. They they extracted, um, I think they extracted the word afraid from the original trilogy. Yes, Obi Wan saying afraid, and they took Ray, and so you hear Ray, but that's clearly the voices of of, of mm-hmm. uh, well, the voice of Obi Wan. Yep. Um, interesting. So when she touches the lightsaber, she has an instant connection with Obi Wan, not with Luke. She sees Luke with the, I think, the clawed hand, putting his hand on on R two D two. But it could have just been, it's not from Luke's perspective. It's from a third perspective we don't see. She hears Obi-Wan's voices. So that's why a lot of people are saying that she's, she has a Force connection, with Obi- not with Luke. Yeah. I buy that. So, wow. I'd like to see that. I, I don't know how it will work. I don't know who Obi-Wan got frisky with, so to speak, to have Rey, because he's a Jedi. And I guess that's not a thing Jedis do. But, who knows? Who knows? We'll have to it, wait for the, the sequel. the first time they broke some rules. That's exactly right. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited I, to rewatch it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully soon. Oh, absolutely. I want to see it a second time for sure before it leaves theaters. Definitely. Uh, just to see. Um, uh, let's keep chugging along here. I'm not surprised the episode's going long, but I ain't stopping until we're done. So um, I don't know if you had anything else on your list that was big you wanted to cover. I wanted to hit two really quick things. One, if you remember on episode 21, we talked corporate sponsors. We did. We did. And Matt, uh, uh, you are a former fan of the New Orleans Saints. No. Current fan? Current fan. Still a current fan. And always will be. And always will be. Uh, what, what do you guys call yourself? Uh, cheeseheads? What's, what, what, are the, what are the fans of the Saints? With your terrible towels? No, I'm, mix, I'm mixing We're, up. We're uh, the Houdat Nation. The Houdat Nation. Uh, Matt, where do they play football? They play football in the great city of New Orleans. In, in, in what facility? Superdome. The Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. All right. But, Matt, you may know the Atlanta Falcons are about to get a brand-new stadium. Yes. That's right. Yes, they are. And what is the name of that new stadium? That, uh, well, the current one is the Georgia Dome. Right. I'm I'm not really – what is the new name for the stadium? Well, they announced the sponsor, Matt. They did. Can you guess who? All right. If I guessed it was a rival of Mercedes-Benz, would I be on the right track? No. Okay. But I did have you bring that I up guess for a reason. Was, if I guessed it was Chick-fil-A, would I be correct? <laughs> no, it's not Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A doesn't have NFL stadium money, I don't think. <laughs> well, it, it does come from Georgia. That's true, it does. Actually, it should be like the Coca-Cola Stadium, because that's right yeah, in Atlanta. That, that also comes from Georgia, yeah. No, uh, Matt. It is what? the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm not making I, that up. Mercedes-Benz is named like, two stadiums I in the NFL. I don't like that. That's how I, I do not like that. that. Now I feel like this is the one time they can get away from it because nobody calls it the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. It's the Superdome. What are they gonna? Yeah, right. Everybody calls it the Superdome. So Dome. it's not like you're gonna what say they they're playing at Mercedes-Benz. Are they gonna call it the Benz? Like, is that what the new? That's Atlanta actually kind of good. I mean, it's Benz. it's right now it's just Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Benz. Um, I don't like that. No. I'm not a fan. No, not a fan at all. No. So anyway, I, I want to bring Absolutely. that up. Just make a point of how Chick-fil-A stupid that field. is. Chick-fil-A field. Well, uh, Minnesota's new field is U.S. Bank Stadium, which is, I think, a little better. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. I mean, it's not that I have a, prob- a problem with Mercedes-Benz. I just don't like how now there's two Mercedes-Benz stadiums. I don't yeah, think. No, it's but that's what I'm saying. Well, and why does Mercedes-Benz need to sponsor two NFL stadiums? Like, even do like right. an NFL have, stadium and an NBA court. I was going to say, yeah, move on to MLB. Mix and match. What, what, Build build the new stadium for LA for the uh, well. That's also football. Yeah. So don't don't do that. No, don't do that. 
But I don't know. Buy buy a buy a basketball. Yeah, buy an NBA stadium. Name it. Well, yeah. I know St. Louis's proposed stadium. They already have naming rights for uh, if it ever gets built, and it's a National Rent a Car, which is from St. Louis, and it's National Rent a Car Stadium or Field. Who who's that going to be for? Uh, if someone moves there and if they build it. No, Wh- what team? Wh- whoever's like, left oh, in St. Louis. If the Rams, I was going to say because I thought, the, oh, the Rams might stay. Oh yeah, that's well, right. Well, they might stay oh, or. Is- there's a rumor that there may be franchise swapping, so the Rams may leave, but the Chargers or the Ra- Raiders may go to St. Louis. Or no. okay, I, I had a I, I had a big uh, a big fantasy that that uh, the Rams would go back to L.A. Because it's that's likely, it's very likely. And because right now I thought the I thought the lead contender was, was the Chargers. That San Diego. They're going to move. Go. They're going to move two teams. Yeah, I would bet. It's a, it's a matter of which of the two of the three. Maybe the Chargers will go to St. Louis. So the leading theory that I've heard is that your number one best case is you're going to see the Rams and the Chargers sharing a stadium and the Raiders are going to either build a new, just force a new stadium in Oakland or get a stadium in San Diego or St. Louis or somewhere else. Okay. um, And not, not move to Los Angeles. Oh God, there's going to be so many riots if that happens. <laughs> well, they stay in Oakland. I think Oakland's okay with it. It's just that Oakland's oh, yeah. really fighting them on a stadium. And that's why they yeah. might move to St. Louis because St. Louis is the only city of the three who've said we're, we're going to commit to building a stadium. Oakland Oakland fans love their Raiders. Oh, of course. I, I think all the teams love, you know, I think all their fans are are not going to be happy about it. But that's yeah. the state. I know there's a, a rumor flying around that the owners – of the Rams and the Chargers may actually swap teams. And the okay. former Chargers owners will keep the Rams in St. Louis, and the St. Louis guy who really wants to move to L.A. will just move the Chargers there with Oakland. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I find it fascinating. Kind of chart to, like, keep draw some arrows, the, flow the, chart. The one other thing I wanted to mention, Matt, in episode 22, we talked uh, mascots. Yes. Remember that? We have some mascot Corporate news. Mascot. No, I just wanted to bring up. Remember, remember in 2015 when McDonald's thought it was a good idea to make like hipster hamburglar. Oh yeah. And it was like the dad in the commercial who like had like a secret layer in his house where he became <laughs> a hamburglar. Remember how stupid that was. That was, was, was kind of yeah. It was, it was very short lived. Oh man, that was awful. Anyway, I, I just wanted to mention I that. Gonna go. I thought they were gonna go more places with that, but they never well, did. Because everyone hated it. The internet like yep. totally ripped them for that. It was so yeah. dumb. That was pretty dumb. Uh, Matt, is there anything on your list that uh, that we didn't get to you see of importance? Well, I wrote uh, – here's my list. I wrote, I, I've wrote, got more on my list, but I know we're, we're running Star long, Wars. So. I wrote down Chipotle, and I wrote Marvel, but we already talked about that, yeah. so I crossed it out. Uh, yeah, I, I want to start eating at Chipotle again. I don't know if it's okay or not, it's but I, I kind of want – I want to do it. I want to just take it, the risk. I've gone too it. long without it. I think you should do it. I don't think it has anyone died. No, I, I don't think, think there's been sick. any fatalities. I think no. people just get sick, and it's and I think it's connected to the lettuce. So maybe I just won't get it. A, I won't get a burrito with lettuce. I don't Wait. get lettuce in my burrito anyway. Well, and now that you're walking so much, like you can fight, you have a healthier immune system. So right, I can you know, fight off more more stuff. It's mostly sick people that right. get sick. So hey, you're probably fine. You have like a Mose or something. Oh. Uh... Like I don't a have a comparable burrito I got a, place. I got a Moe's down by my girlfriend's. So I can, can go to that. I'm just thinking I, of alternative burrito options. Um, yeah, see, that's the thing is up by me. There's there's, there's really no Chipotle is kind of the only game. Well, 
Unless you want to drive a bit. If you got to do it, you got to do it. Find more stuff. Yeah. But. Good luck with that. (laughs) That's that's. I mean, that's all I wanted to talk. I had it on my list because it was a thing that happened in 2015. I really just wanted to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, that was was great. No, I think this was a great episode. Are you kidding me? I think this is a great way to wrap up 2015. And hey, we have a we have a whole slew of political related stuff to talk we about. We do, we do. I'm trying to d- figure out when we want to do that. Um, we, we we've gone so long tonight. I I don't think we'll be able to do it. But um, we have a full year. But uh, yeah, we have a lot coming up, and we haven't done an update in in quite a while. So, um, we'll we'll have to make some time. Maybe uh, after our next episode, maybe we'll do a bonus or something. Ooh. We'll figure something out. Um. But thanks, everybody, for joining us, uh, not only in this episode, but for the last year, the last 40 episodes. Um, we, uh, we, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, yep. I want to remind everybody that um, this show, uh, you can go, both URLs are going to work. So you can go to GoldilocksShow.com or UpForDebate.tv. They're going to go the same place. So um, check it out there. And, of course, uh, your feedback is always welcome, 100%. You know, it, this show is unique in that we just pick random topics and... Sometimes we pick good ones and sometimes we don't. Uh, Matt, I was going through all of our past shows to remember what we talked about, and I had completely forgotten about guess which episode. The, you had completely forgotten. Yes, that we did one about the breakfast. No, episode. that's one of our like, that's our that's on the Mount Rushmore of Goldilocks Zone. It is. That no, was a great episode. I forgot about our creative writing mystery episode. Oh dear God, no! It is so great, and and I'm gonna that commit to. I'm going to commit to the fans. We're going to do another one in 2016. Oh, okay. 100%. I don't know when, but we will do one. This time we're going to have to set some, some better limits. Yes. hundred percent. Maybe I'll be the, I'll be the, uh, the host. You can be the author for that. We'll do a switch. Now you can see how hard it is to write a story. Maybe we have to get one or two other people and then do like, we each write a sentence or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll brainstorm some stuff. Maybe that's something we can do on, on game night. Oh, certain game night. we could certainly could. So we, uh, I forgot about that, but anyway, we had a lot of fun in 2015. If you don't like our topics, you got to let us know Or you, if you have topics you want us to talk about, you got to let us know. Uh, I will yeah. give you up for debate TV at gmail.com. Let Email it there. It will come directly to me. We will talk about it on the air. Uh, Matt, anything else for the fine folks at home before we can conclude on this, the final episode of the Goldilocks zone, technically. Just that you guys are the real MVP. USA. You USA. That's you right. You are the real MVP. That's right. I know so who to cast my vote for. Not, absolutely. Going into yeah. our Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, so thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for putting up with our uh, our banter. And uh, we hope it uh, it got you through the day. We hope it got you through the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we look forward to being with you for another oh. year. And Matt, I forgot one other thing. One other thing. One other thing. One other thing. And you're not going to find out all of it tonight. In, for launching our new name and our new brand, we're having a giveaway. Ooh, I thought you were going to say a launch party. I a was la- like, no, that we don't exciting. have budget for that, Matt. Um, okay. Turns out the show makes zero dollars. Swanky uh, a rooftop apartment. Ma- maybe like it's on the it's dollar cool. menu at McDonald's. Um, <laughs> no, we are having a giveaway. Okay. And I promise it's not branded merchandise that I put our logo on. It's an actual thing. An actual thing. It's it's an item that's popular. It is in high demand and it's Sean, hard to get. I'm, 
I am not selling my appendix, Sean. I already told okay. you earlier in the episode, the appendix stays. You can't take that from me. Let me rephrase that. We have a backup item that is now available. <laughs> so if you want to win, you're going to have to stay tuned to two places, our website, uh, upfordebate.tv, on our next episode. And then also I'll be tweeting about it uh, at upfordebate.tv. So uh, go to those places, follow, and you'll see what we're going to give away. I, I'm, I'm telling you. This is a pretty legit prize. I know nobody really wants a mug with our logo on it, but this is actually a pretty legit prize. So, I mean, it's not like an iPad, relax, but it's it's nice. You're going to want it. So, uh, so look forward to that coming up on the next episode. Um, but we've been talking far too long. So let's wrap up. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back um, on the feed with episode 29, which is more Dungeons & Dragons. We've got two more on this feed. So look forward to that um, in the coming weeks as we continue that adventure. So thanks everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time on uh, up for debate.